The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And I'm live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, looking forward to today's episode, I have uh, two fantastic guests. I'm I will be interviewing Dr. Gordon Peterson. I had him on my show before. It was a great interview, and I love his background. He has a lot of expertise, impressive um, education. And we will be talking about, is alkaline silver effective against viruses? And then later on, the half, uh, I'd say around... Uh, yeah, within 30 minutes or so, I will be interviewing another guest, which is Dr. Les Carter, and we will be talking about setting boundaries with a narcissist. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And KFNX is the largest terrestrial radio network in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm really proud to say my show has been on the network now for over two years. And last month in October, I reached the highest amount of listeners that I've ever had listening to my show was last month. So my show has consistently, (laughs) it's been growing month after month. And also, I have two websites. I'm a health and wellness speaker. My speaking website is kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. And I will be speaking to Arizona State University students uh, later this month here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm looking forward to that. And also, my uh, business website is perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer hair analysis. It's a natural approach to getting healthy hair analysis tests for minerals and toxic metals. I am now offering quantum biofeedback, which is an additional service. It is the most amazing technology I have ever encountered in my life that reveals so much about health. And you can learn more about this technology at my a website, and I do like to combine, I'm really getting into this now where I, I like to combine the hair analysis with the quantum biofeedback together so that my clients can get the best results. And then also in the future, we'll be offering Nest Health and Brainwave Entrainment. And uh, just, I was just, I have my level one quantum biofeedback certification. And I'm working on my level two, and then we'll be next working on my level three. 
And I'd been going through training, and I just went through this training recently, and I totally agree with the inventor of quantum biofeedback, this technology that it's really important to get potassium from your diet more so than taking a potassium supplement. Um, because if you're taking a, a high a dosage of potassium, that can really unbalance uh, body chemistry and can actually be uh, very dangerous. And so we have to be very careful. And so it's really important that we're consuming a lot of organic cooked vegetables every single day, seven to nine cups per day for adults. Uh, to get our potassium and other nutrients that our bodies need. And you can get, you, you can eat red cabbage and cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and, and so much more. And, um, and I'm not a fan of fruit, and I've talked about this on my show before. It's high in sugar, including um, it contains fructose, which is one of the worst sugars. And I, I don't believe that we should be eating raw vegetables. We need to cook our organic vegetables to break down the tough fiber so we're able to absorb the minerals. So I'm super excited to interview uh, Dr. Gordon Paterson. Let me go over his bio. Uh, Dr. Gordon uh, Paterson is the medical director of the Silver Health Institute, and he's a man on a mission. The mission is to alert the world to the incredibly sweeping, restorative, and long-term effects of silver on health, with all of its powers to eradicate harmful bacteria, virus, yeast, and parasites in the body, and particularly a structured silver liquid, which he innovated and now makes ingestible silver accessible effective and completely safe, and he's a passionate about healing. Dr. Peterson has acquired multiple doctor's degrees, and this is where I'm just like really impressed that he has multiple doctor's degrees. He has a doctorate in naturopathic medicine as well as a PhD in toxicology from Utah State University, where he also holds PhD degrees in immunology and biology. And he's board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And he also has a master's degree in cardiac rehabilitation and wellness. It is an honor to have Dr. Gordon Peterson on my radio show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you on my show. And how are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. It's a beautiful day, and that seems to matter to my mood and emotion. It's just gorgeous here, blue skies and uh, warm sun. That's nice. I love the sun. I'm just, um, you just, uh, what motivated you to go through, like, so much education? I'm just so impressed with your ambition, all these doctors. Well, it's my family. When you uh, have a brother like I did, who has uh, developed Crohn's disease, and the doctor said, you know, we've done all we can do. We've taken out sections of his intestine, put him on drugs and steroids and antibiotics, and he's just going to suffer and die early unless you can find an alternative. That made me motivated. And then when we had fibromyalgia in my family, I decided I need to take a look at this. Well, I went to school, and I i uh gotten an immunology PhD, and I got uh, a traditional medical degree as I'm board certified in anti-aging medicine, 
and I found that not one single discipline of medicine had all the answers. So I just kept going to try to find the answers for my family. And in the process, uh, I've acquired multiple disciplines of study, and I find that the human body will heal itself if you give it the proper tools, and that means you have to look in all the disciplines of medicine. Right. Yes, I'm very impressed with your um, background, and I love the interview last time. And so, I, I would I like I would like to talk about alkaline silver and uh, viruses uh, today. But before we get into talking about viruses, if you could uh, let my listeners know what alkaline silver is. Now we talked about it last time, but for any, let's say I have any new listeners right now, can you just let them know what is alkaline silver? Well, it's a liquid silver and it's not like your grandma's old silver that was called colloidal or ionic silver. Those are silvers that had some benefit, but they were very, very acidic. And I've developed an alkaline silver that works with your immune system destroys pathogens much faster and more completely while the other silvers of the past were strong acids. I also developed a gel so it can stay in place longer. I developed soaps that are non-toxic because I'm tired of reading about all these toxic chemicals and soaps and shampoos. I developed lozenges so that children can suck on a silver-based lozenge on their way to school, and it will stay in their mouth and give them a benefit through the colds and flu season. These are some of the things I've done with silver. Okay. And I actually um, bought one of your products, the Alkaline Silver. I bought the gel, and I, I really like it. And my approach is based on, like, you know, working with my mentors over the years, and you know, with um, hair analysis. And our approach over the years has been, uh, recommending the silver just strictly for if people have in infections and not for other reasons, but everyone has their own approach. But I do feel that uh, silver is very effective for uh, fighting against infections, uh, including bacteria. And so uh, before we get into talking about the uh, viruses, would you be able to talk more in detail? Because I feel like so many people are aware of colloidal silver. And that's what people talk about often. And so would you be able to talk more about like the difference between colloidal silver and alkaline? Just like more about the two. And what, what are the biggest differences? Well, colloidal silver falls out of solution. So imagine you're looking at a glass of milk sitting on the counter. In over two weeks' time, if it just sits there, it will separate and the heavier parts will fall apart from the lighter parts. And that's a colloid. A colloid would be like on the bottom of a lake bed where the clay is kind of a, a, floaty, uh, a floaty parts of clay are kind of cloudy. There's clear water on top and solid on the bottom. So colloidal silver would be like taking a cheese grater and sanding a bar of silver. Yeah, a bar of silver, like what you store in the mint. And if you sand that bar of silver, little parts of that silver float into the water. While they have some benefits that are antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, they don't really have the ability to do what a structured alkaline silver does. Number one, they're a strong acid. And your colloidal silvers, 
like the blue man who you heard about took his own silver and stained his own skin blue, he starts with nitric acid. And then he sprinkles in a little bit of silver, like a silver coin, and it dissolves the coin into a liquid. And then he drinks a half a gallon of that. That's why he had problems. That's why acidic silvers aren't used as much as the structured alkaline silver. We now have structured water instead of nitric acid as the base in our alkaline silver. So together they can destroy germs. While the colloids are acidic, while the colloids fall out of solution, while that acidic nature sticks to fats and can stain your skin, you won't have that problem with the new structured alkaline silver because we use structured water, not acid. And that's basically what we're talking about. Okay, so uh, I wanted to uh, uh, bring you back on, and this is the reason. So I was in touch recently with this uh, this person that's a researcher has a, a Ph.D., and uh, his background is in uh, immunology, and he's done quite a bit of research in the past, and he did research on colloidal silver, and he told wow. me, based on his research, that he did feel that it was effective, for example, uh, for fighting against bacteria, but based on his research, it he felt that it was not effective against viruses. Do you have any comments on this? Well, I also have a background in viruses and the research there, and I've published studies in peer-reviewed medical journals like antimicrobial agents and chemotherapy journals on silver in the structured form as it works against viruses. And here's what I found. When you take the virus in the laboratory, in a Petri dish, and you put silver in contact with it, you cannot kill it in a Petri dish. And the reason why is because viruses aren't alive and they're not dead. They're incomplete segments of DNA. So they're just genetic material floating around in a little capsule, and you can't kill them because they're not alive nor dead. But, but... When we put them in animal models or human models and take the silver, doing research that's at a much higher level, meaning in the animal or in the human, they function wonderfully well. And so what happened here possibly is that his immunology research took him to Petri dish research, and I did the same kind, and I found the same type of um, uh, research where I'm like, wait, this isn't doing much. But then when we put them in animals, it absolutely works. And the reason why is because silver has the ability to bond with the virus and prevent it from infecting your cells. So in a study I did for antimicrobial agents and chemotherapy, I published that silver taken for one week prior to being given the influenza, a fatal dose of the flu, basically, the silver, if it was in the body prior to the exposure to the virus, bonded with the virus mm -hmm. and kept it from infecting a person and letting the activity or, uh, or uh, energy of the silver bond with the viruses so that they can be excreted from the body. Now, uh, his research, I'm sure, is probably absolutely correct. I found the same thing 
But if you go a step farther and test it in animals or humans, you're going to find that it works on both forms of viruses. And this is important because there's two major categories of viruses. And with these two categories of viruses, the silver can work on both, not because it changes its shape or action. What happens is the virus is looking for the highest energy cell that it could inject its DNA into so that it will know it has the longest longevity to multiply and duplicate itself. In other words, it wants to inject itself like a syringe, inject itself into a healthy cell, the highest energy cell, and silver transfers energy far better than iron. So the viruses want to attach to the silver. The silver then basically competes for that viral attachment and then takes it right out of the body, doesn't even have to kill it, just bond with it and take it out of the body. Okay, this is uh, great information. And listeners, I am speaking with uh, Dr. Gordon Peterson, and uh, we've been talking about alkaline silver and viruses, and we need to go to a quick break, and we'll be back very soon. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. 
That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Hi, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And I'm live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm speaking with uh, Dr. Gordon uh, Peterson. We've been uh, talking about alkaline silver and viruses. And so uh, I want to uh, find out from you, uh, Dr. Peterson, uh, have you guys like done any like, um, you know, research, just like really comparing the two when it comes to uh, viruses and colloidal silver and alkaline silver as far as like what are the best results? Yeah, I've done a lot of that result uh, gathering, but let me report what's independent. In other words, okay. somebody who wanted to take all, a lot of silvers, test the colloidal and the hydrosols and the, uh, and the structured silvers, and then they published their data, independent of myself, they published their data in the Townsend letters. And what happened was okay. they took numerous different kinds of silver, and what they were finding is that if they could take a Petri dish and put in a bacteria, because silver kills bacteria in a Petri dish rapidly and readily, what they found and reported was that 99% of the bacteria, and this bacteria would be MRSA, a really nasty bacteria, mm -hmm. and what happens is that 99% of that bacteria was killed in two minutes with the structured alkaline silver and with another silver that was made up of 5,000 parts per million. Way more than you could take, but they wanted to know if it would work topically. In addition to that, the colloidal silvers only killed around 37% of the bacteria, and the hydrosol kinds of silvers killed about 50% of the bacteria. So what happens here, you can see, is that some silvers don't completely destroy all of the pathogens in a short amount of time. Now, now, to give them credit, if you have some of the colloidal silver and you kept it in contact with that germ for two hours, it's going to kill about 90% of it. So you can see that the colloids kill slower, not quite as completely, but still do a good job of destroying bacteria. So, as you can see, the structure of silver matters, its alkaline nature matters, and it's going to destroy bacteria more completely and in a much faster time period. That's really great information. And has there been any, like, comparisons in terms of uh, viruses at all? Well, viruses are very difficult because we don't really test them in a Petri dish because right, right. he's dying or not. So in animal models, it costs so much money that a lot of that hasn't been done, meaning you don't compare all these other silvers and all these animal models. But, but what we have found is we compare studies. So I like to keep this to peer review, medical right. studies. Right. And I published influenza studies that show a 99% uh, kill rate. And I've also shown that we can use it in several other viruses 
And what's happened there is when they're reported to the CDC or to the FDA in the NIH in some of our research studies, they've gone ahead and compared it to the other research that other researchers have given and reported back to us saying that, yes, there's some silvers that really work well, and they're the structured alkaline kind that work the very best. So that's the most facts I can give you. My opinion is, and this is just opinion, mm -hmm. that silver for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years has destroyed bacteria, viruses, mm -hmm. and yeast in a very slow but steady, incomplete way. We're now finding ways, structured water and alkalinity, to make it work thousands of times faster and more completely. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Peterson, would you be able to give my listeners your website and also where c can they go to your website and, and is your research there? A lot of your research. Yes. Uh, my, my, my website is mydoctorsuggests.com, spelled M-Y-D-O-C-T-O-R-S-U-G-G-E-S-T-S. Dot com, mydoctorsuggests.com. You're going to find over 200 videos, just education-based videos. You're going to also find books under the book tab, uh, uh, tab at the top. And those books, if you'd like them, um, I'm even giving them away to you free right now because of this radio show. We are offering them free for a short time. All you have to do is click on the book. It will come digitally to you free, not hard copy, but digitally so that as soon as this show is over, if you go to my website, mydoctorsuggest.com, you can click on those books. That information will come to you directly. And we have liquid silver, gel silver, lotion silver, non-toxic silver soap, and lozenges all on there as well. Okay. Well, um, I actually uh, bought one of your books, and I, I really liked it. And so... I just want to uh, thank you so much for coming on my show for the second time and all of your expertise. Well, it's been a pleasure. And anytime you want, I can talk about any topic that I know something about. <laughs> but but uh, I know you really bring up some great energy in your talks and some great important information. And you cross over the line very, very well to help people energetically as well as medicinally. So thank you. Your listeners are very lucky. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. And uh, thank you for helping so many people. And you take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. So now I have another guest, and I'm looking forward to this. My second guest is uh, Dr. Les Carter. And uh, we will be talking about setting boundaries with a narcissist. And I came across uh, Dr. Uh, Carter. I was doing some research on uh, narcissists, and I, I thought it would be a really good topic you know, to discuss on my show. And he came up right away because he's like really popular, especially on YouTube. He has like so many... Uh, uh, views and uh, subscribers, and and he is an expert. And so, uh, <coughs> Dr. Les Carter is a best-selling author and therapist, and he lives in Dallas, Texas. 
and he has two current bestsellers are the he has the anger trap and when pleasing you is killing me and in the past 39 years dr carter has conducted over 60 thousand counseling sessions that's amazing and he specializes in anger management and healing from narcissistic relationships he has two youtube channels surviving narcissism and the dr les carter channel and so far his videos have been viewed over 20 million times it is an honor to have Dr. Carter on my radio show. Hey, Kristen. Hi there. How are you? Well, good. I'm, I'm glad to be here with you, and I'm, uh, I'm so pleased to have the chance to talk with you about all of this. Uh, thank you so much. And so uh, I, I just wanted to uh, talk to you uh, about uh, narcissists because there are individuals that have... Um, whether it's a relationship or uh, even just a friendship or just someone they know that's a narcissist and it can totally affect the other person in a negative way, uh, especially if they've been like emotionally abused uh, by the narcissist. And so I wanted to uh, talk to you about like what is a narcissist and I have other questions to you about how uh, a person can set boundaries and more. Uh, so, would you be able to, uh, you know, let my listeners know, uh, first off, uh, what is a narcissist? Well, uh, and that's, uh, th that's a good starting point. Uh, we tend to think of narcissists at the far extreme, uh, the narcissistic personality disorder, uh, that would be what we would generally call the malignant narcissist, as being kind of in a category of all of, um, by itself, uh, a full-blown cluster B personality disorder. But uh, narcissism actually is a trait. It's a pattern on a spectrum. And it has many different elements that go into the making of it. Um, Let's let just kind of go back into Greek mythology when Narcissus was uh, going through the forest, and I won't get the entire story. You know, he's uh, uh, looking into the pond to refresh himself, and he becomes enamored by the reflection that he sees in the pond, and so he's obviously enamored with himself. And so we we begin our understanding of narcissism by uh, recognizing that narcissistic individuals are very self-absorbed people. Do you know anyone who would fit that category just as a starting point? And then we add to it by saying, well, with the self-absorption that individuals can have, then they can have an attitude of entitlement. That's another primary ingredient. Uh, here's what I need for you to do for me. Uh, and because of that, they tend to have very high levels of control. They have an agenda as to how they think that the world is supposed to cater to them. And as a result, they tend to have low levels of empathy toward other individuals because, you see, if a narcissist is pretty enamored with oneself, they don't, they don't really take much effort to uh, understand the world of another individual. Well, that being the case, then they tend to have a real need to be in the superior position uh, there's a, uh, uh, a sense that says, I don't need anyone to tell me what to do so they don't receive input well. And then uh, they have what I uh, call an alternate reality. They just see the world uh, through their own unique lens, and they don't like to take objective truth very well. 
And uh, to top it off, they tend to be charming up front. They can give the impression that they're normal, but then kind of what you were implying just with your introductory remarks, uh, they can appear to be normal at first, but then over time you realize they're always on the make. Uh, they're always kind of looking for an angle, and so there's a, there tends to be a high manipulative and exploitive element that they carry uh, as they engage with others. And it, it can be disastrous if you have somebody in your world who fits that category on a regular basis. And, and then when I say narcissism is a pattern on a spectrum, uh, you know, sometimes uh, each one of your listeners, in, including you, including me, can have moments where we have that self-absorption. We can have moments where we are a little too controlling or demanding, but self-aware people understand that and they curtail it and they, they, they do give emphasis to the more healthy alternatives. Unfortunately, there are some people who are not terribly self-aware or they just don't care, and this narcissistic tendency takes over their personality, and uh, it just uh, there are some that have much more of it than others. Uh, yes, and um, what I'd like to do uh, right now is uh, go to a, a quick break, and then when we come back, I would like to talk more about... Uh, narcissist and uh, setting boundaries and I'm live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona and my radio show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy and Motivated and today's episode is all about alkaline silver, we talked about viruses and now uh, setting boundaries with uh, narcissists with uh, Dr. Les Carter. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And today's episode is all about alkaline silver viruses, which we talked about earlier. And now I am interviewing Dr. Les Carter about setting boundaries with a narcissist. And so, uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Carter, um, in the past, I um, uh, interacted, you know, encountered a, a narcissist and um, Basically, this person was just really had like a lack of empathy, and that that's what really uh, stood out for me was just having a lack of empathy for others and how they're feeling, Spe- especially if the especially if the person, uh, the narcissist, um, was very disrespectful to the person and really hurt their feelings, but not having em- empathy at all for that person, you know, about their feelings. And so, right. uh-huh. do you have any comments? And, about and that? that's that's uh, one of the defining features of narcissism. And so, I'm assuming where you're going with that is, and you're over there thinking, well, does this person even care to know what's on the inside of me? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, it's it's uh, a combination, and it's it's not a, a fixed kind of formula that we can really nail down. Um, I actually have a brother who's a forensic psychologist, and uh, his whole background is uh, testing uh, the criminal mind, and he, he has a doctorate in uh, psychological testing. So he and I go around and around on this question, uh, uh, how much of this is actually inborn, and he and I would both agree that... Uh, it's uh, th- there's an element where you just you don't ask to have this ingredient, but it just kind of is there. Uh, a, uh, a, a as a different sort of analogy, there's some people that are just very very artistic. It's just inborn in them. It's just what they are. There's some people who are extremely good with math. It's just kind of easy. It's natural for them. And then in the in the personality realm, there are some people that can be quiet or passive. There's some individuals who are highly controlled. And then there's some that just seem to have this uh, this capacity to uh, confound people by that lack of connection. So I do think some of it is nature. Now, the rest of it, though, uh, we can put to nurture. And at some level, uh, these individuals did not learn to connect well on a, on a deeply personal or emotional way with their significant people in their world. Uh, many narcissists can look back and can see that um, their sense of well-being and self-esteem was built upon what I call the externals. You have to look right, act right, speak right, be with the right people, you know, have the right kind of clothing and education, or you know, it's built on athletic prowess or your beauty and things like that. 
and and as a result, uh, they don't really have that strong emphasis on uh, learning how to get inside the uh, the mind and the heart and the emotions of other individuals. And and uh, many times that kind of skill set is just not well established and maintained at all. And then in addition, uh, there can be some that are the golden child and. Excuse me. Uh, the the world just revolves around them, and as a result, they can have a uh, high attitude of entitlement. Others are on the receiving end of shame and abuse, and so they take what uh, is called a reaction formation. It's like I will never be in that position again, and so they go into the control mode. And so there are many types of ingredients that are a part of the making of narcissism uh, that can feed that uh, that uh, high control and low empathy dimension, and so. It it's, it's quite varied, and it's just going to be different from one person to the next. Right. And so uh, let's say that there's an individual, and let's say they have a family member that is a, a narcissist, and they're just going through a really hard time. And so what would you recommend for that person as far as, like, how can they set boundaries? Well, yeah. Uh, Let's start with that question by saying what not to do. Right. Um, Narcissists can be highly intrusive or, uh, as you were insinuating, they just don't care. And so many people will make the mistake of going into the pleading and the uh, bargaining kind of uh, uh, communication with that narcissistic person. And so they can ask questions like, what's wrong with you, or I'm just trying to ask for some cooperation here, why can't you do that? And so uh, they can go into a uh, an insistent form of communication with the narcissist, uh, letting it be known, you're not pleasing me and there's some things that you need to be doing differently. Come on, get after it and let's do it. Well, going back to what I was saying just a few minutes ago, Narcissists don't care what you think. Right. And so when you go into this pleading or this insistent kind of mode that things have to be different, they're over there thinking, game on. And so instead mm-hmm. of taking your concerns or uh, listening carefully to what you're uh, trying to insinuate, they're just going to play the invalidation game with you. And they'll say something to the effect of, uh, let me explain to you why you're an idiot, or let me talk with you why about why what you're saying is incorrect, or you misunderstood, or I'm unique and you don't have that uh, uh, the right to tell me these kind of things. And so trying to reason with them, as you might with a regular person, is going to get you nowhere good. And so what you have to decide is that uh, you, you need to, uh, to determine what your true north is as you're trying to set your boundary with the narcissist. Let's suppose they're wanting you to engage in a schedule adjustment that you're not willing to do or that's going to be uh, inconvenient. Uh, it may be that you'll need to say, I know that that's important to you, but here's what I plan to do, and that's what I'm going to follow through with. And then when they start arguing with you, then you don't take 
back the bait. Uh, you say, I understand that's uh, where you want to go, but this is the, the decision I've made and I'm going to stick with it. And so you have to have your own internal sense of confidence and calmness and reasonableness well established within yourself. And then you have to learn to trust it, knowing full well that the narcissists, they, they love to play the game of, uh, look who's going to be one up and it's not going to be you. And so you have to have that sense of decisiveness, knowing that you're going to get pushed back, but you stay firm to your beliefs and convictions anyway. Right. Okay. And so let's say that there's a person that was uh, emotionally abused um, you know, because of this narcissist, and they're just going through a lot of emotional pain, a lot of anger. It's very difficult for them to uh, get over you know, their interaction um, with uh, this narcissist. And so what can a person do to um, overcome their pain and their anger and the emotional abuse that they went through? Do you have any recommendations for them? Yeah, uh, you know, and, and first, um, you're asking a very uh, legitimate question because many times the narcissist is someone who's going to be in your inner circle for quite some time. It may be a parent, for example, and it's not like you can go get another mother or father. Uh, or it may be uh, the person you're married to or a sibling or someone in your social circle that just kind of keeps showing up. And, uh, and so these are, uh, these narcissists can be folks, it's kind of like gum on the bottom of your shoe. I just can't quite get rid of it. Um, and so what I uh, talk with people here in my counseling office and in my videos on YouTube is I talk about the need to individualize your sense of internal well-being. Um, many people make the mistake of thinking that they have to have that other person's coordination so that they can walk away and feel confident or that they can have a happy life. And when you're dealing with a narcissist, coordination is not something the narcissist is terribly interested in. They're interested in it only in the sense that they say, you need to coordinate with me. But if you're wanting them to coordinate and reciprocate back with you, it's like, no, I don't do that. And, you know, that's just not in their game plan. And so if you're the one that's living with that narcissist, you have to ask, well, what do I believe about me? And do, I, do my beliefs matter more to me than what the narcissist believes about me? And uh, one of the things that you kind of have to learn to do is, is pull, uh, pull the curtain back uh, from the narcissist's false veneer and realize that narcissist is a terribly insecure person. They, they can have this sense of smugness or bravado or just this sense of impenetrability. But when you look behind the scene, it's all a part of a ruse because they're, they're deeply, uh, they have deep feelings of inadequacy, which is why they just can't stand for other people to think or feel differently. They, they take the, your differentness as an affront against them, and so they can be very shame-based and fear-based. And you need to know and understand that so that you can have your belief structure totally separate from their um, poorly, uh, poorly conceived understanding of how the world works. Right. And um, for me, and I, I usually recommend this, not how you feel about this, but I, I just love meditation and uh, I recommend it for a lot of people. It's just like, 
even if you go through like a hard time in life or someone doesn't treat you well, it's just like letting go and you're less affected by outer events and you can just quiet your mind and uh, connect with your soul. And I've been doing meditation for a long time, but I know that there's other ways too, too. Uh, well, I, I think what you're saying is of utmost importance and necessity. It's a very good way to, to do it. Uh, uh, the narcissist wants to, uh, frankly, play God over you. It's like, no, I'm the ultimate. I, the, the universe revolves around me and my declarations. And I know that people in your listening audience uh, have encountered folks that have this uh, this grandiose opinion of themselves to where they honestly believe that if they make a pronouncement, you're supposed to uh, fall under their spell, so to speak. So when you develop a practice that says, wait a minute, I, I don't need to go there, and I want to get centered within myself, and meditation, and uh, just separating off, and and uh, and having that kind of practice can remind you this is just one human being, and this person may have appointed himself as God or King or Queen of the universe, but I don't I don't accept that proclamation, and so uh, the more you're able to pull back. Know who you are, know what you believe, and and then uh, uh, learn how to uh, to rest in your own sense of peace and well being. Then the less that the narcissist has the control over you, uh, you know. Ultimately, a narcissist can only control you as far as you allow that person to do, and you have to decide uh, that you are the master of your own ship, not the narcissist. That person doesn't have the final word. So meditation is a wonderful way to uh, to find your centeredness. Right, absolutely. And, uh, and before um, I actually started my show today, I was here at the studio and I was uh, talking to a, a, a member here at this company and we were just having a conversation and we were talking about uh, narcissism just because I knew that we were going to have this discussion on my show and I, I want to find out from you, like when you, you've done a lot of counseling for so many years, and um, let's say that someone's really hurt from this narcissist, and they just continue to tell this narcissist, you know, you really hurt me, and they just keep saying it over and over again. I have so much pain. I can't believe you did this to me, and they won't apologize. And, and basically, then the narcissist will... Uh, make threats like the more you tell the person you hurt me and you can't let it go because I hurt so much then they start making threats mm-hmm and you, have you seen they do mm-hmm. well and there, there's very much that bully mentality that's at the base of what you're saying right because uh, when they sense that you're when the narcissist senses that you're struggling it's like, oh, I am so in the superior position over you, and I am not about to let go now. And that's how they think. And it's it's rather sad to know that they take delight in keeping you down. And so uh, there, there, there are certain um, uh, mental um, uh, um things that you have to hold on to that's going to run counter to that. For example, when you say, I can't believe that this person thinks that way towards me. Well, unfortunately, you need to believe it. There are people who are that psychologically damaged that they would do that to you. 
or uh, why can't they uh, just uh, be more kind and be more uh, gracious towards me? And the answer is because they can't. Uh, the, the narcissist way back in their personal histories learned that they can't be authentic themselves because I mentioned that they uh, many of them have a history of shame or um, um, uh, externally-based, you know, performance-based um, uh, self-esteem. And so for them, they never learned how to be an authentic person. And so uh, uh, by saying, I want you to be more loving or kind or helpful or supportive, you're asking them to take their mask off and go down to what's important, which is goodness and dignity and respect. And it's like, I don't know how to do that. The, the narcissist, you may, be, you may as well be speaking a foreign language. They've heard the words about dignity or respect or calmness or peace, but in, in true practice, they don't know how to live in it. And so you have to just accept that as an honest truth and uh, move forward knowing that you will not get coordination with them. You have to learn how to find your peace separate from them. And that's what boundaries is. Boundaries is all about you defining you and then staying within your definition rather than the, the narcissist uh, who says, come over here into my yard and uh, do things the way I say. No, that's your yard, but this is my yard, and I'm staying in, inside my, my parameters that I've established. You don't establish my parameters for me. Right. So I really enjoyed uh, uh, conversing with you today, uh, Dr. Carter. Uh, you're a wealth of uh, information, and I encourage my listeners to go to your uh, YouTube uh, channels. You also have books, and do you have any last comments here? We have about a minute left. Well, uh, the, the key that I have is, um, in fact, the, uh, the title of the book is When Pleasing You is Killing Me. Um, I, I don't have to give up myself in order to uh, uh, appease somebody who is not going to be appeased anyway. You, you need to learn how to find your own internal truth, your own values and convictions, and stand upon that. And uh, don't let that terribly insecure and inadequate and, frankly, delusional uh, kind of person establish who you are. Uh, when it's you and the narcissist, you need to take the attitude that says, you don't set my pace. I set my own pace. And uh, the more you can think that way, then the less uh, they're able to pull you into their ditch of unhealthiness. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on my show. and. I appreciate you helping people and, you know, getting this information out to the world. Well, Kristen, uh, thanks for having me, and I hope that I see some of your listeners on the Surviving Narcissism channel there on YouTube. Okay, you take care. Thank you. And this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. So make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. I do have Get Healthy free ebooks at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com that takes you step-by-step step on how to get healthy, taking a natural approach. I have a... I actually am a fan of you know, nutritional supplements, but when it comes to probiotics, I actually am not a fan because I do believe that there can be uh, side effects in, in regards to like uh, bloating, brain fog, and more. And I actually had a researcher on my show in the past talking about 
the, some of the problems with probiotics. So go to my radio show page at voiceamerica.com. On the right-hand side, you will see all my radio show episodes. And I actually did an interview on uh, probiotics, but I loved both of these guests today. They are amazing. And uh, wishing all of you a wonderful week. Take care. for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.